the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The first sign in John's Gospel shows the, the power of Jesus over time. And then this miracle shows us Jesus' power over distance. Because Jesus could say something in one place and miles from there, and it didn't matter how many miles away it was, and that would take place. Today on Study Verse by Verse, Pastor Leighton Sheely is continuing in the book of John. He's in the fourth chapter, and that section entitled oftentimes in your Bible, The Healing of the Official Son, Miracles. Boy, that is a controversial subject in the church, isn't it? Pastor Layton is going to talk to us about miracles on today's edition of our broadcast. If you're new to the program, we're on the web at highlands.us. You can find out more right there, highlands.us. Now, there are some weaknesses that this official had concerning Jesus' healing powers. Uh, first off, he assumed that Jesus had to be present for the healing to take place. That's why he was saying, Jesus, you need to come to Capernaum. And second, the reason he was so concerned that Jesus come quickly is that he had no faith that if his son died, Jesus could raise him from the dead. That's why he was saying to Jesus, you've got to come while he's still alive and heal him. He wasn't seeking spiritual truth. He was driven by a personal physical and emotional need. Sometimes that's what it takes for us to seek Jesus. And Jesus replied to him, he said, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Now that may sound harsh to us. I think it'll sound less harsh when we understand that the word you there is plural. So he is speaking to the official, but he's not speaking you singular. He's speaking you plural as though that was a representative of the people of Galilee, the typical attitude of the Galileans. This is also the only place in this gospel where the word wonder occurs. It says signs and wonders. Now, because of our training, we look at that and we have a tendency to think that signs and wonders are two separate things because of the word and. But actually, in the original Greek, uh, the word wonders is being used more as an adjective than it is a separate uh, entity. And so, uh, a, a way of translating would be wonderful signs or wonderful miracles. And and the scholars indicate that the Jesus' use of this word here suggests that people wanted to see the miracle so they could wonder. Now, while the Samaritans had simply heard his word and believed, the Galileans required miracles. They required signs and then wonders to believe. Now, you notice that the nobleman, he doesn't argue with Jesus. He doesn't try to defend himself. He simply continues to ask Jesus to come and heal his son. Now, there's actually four different Greek words translated child here. And the one that's found in verse 49 is a special term of endearment, my beloved son. Now, Jesus replied in a way that was rather unexpected. He had been asking Jesus to come down to Capernaum 
evidently thinking that the presence was necessary for the cure to take place. But Jesus challenged him in his faith. He challenged him to rise to a higher level of belief. He said, go home and your child will be well. It's no miracles, no signs, just a promise from Jesus. And it tells us that he believed. He believed Jesus and he went his way. Now, that challenge made him rise from one level of belief to a higher level of belief. Now, there's been a lot of speculation about why he didn't get to the point of meeting his servants until the next day. And uh, I think if we understand some of the geography, it'll make it, it, it'll make it pretty clear. Remember that in that era, travel was done on foot. And traveling from Capernaum, where the sun was ill, up to Cana was a journey of about 15 to 20 miles. And it was uphill most of the way because Cana was in the mountains and Capernaum was on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, which is about 700 feet below sea level. And so if that official had left home at sunup about 6 a.m., he would have reached Jesus about noon or 1 o'clock. And by the way, when we talk about the seventh hour, those people didn't have Timex. Uh, they measured their days with sundials, which means their, their clocks, if you will, didn't work until the sun came up. They, that's when they started their day. So when it references the seventh hour, it's the seventh hour after sunrise, which would be roughly 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And so he had traveled up, he had met Jesus around 12 or 1 o'clock, had this conversation, evidently it was right around 1 o'clock when Jesus made his promise. And then he would have started home, but he couldn't have made it all the way home. He would have had to stop about halfway home because the roads were unsafe for travel at night. They were, there was bandits, they didn't have street lights. Uh, you, you just didn't travel at night unless you absolutely had to. And so he would have met his servants on the plain of Gennesaret the following day. And when, when he met his servants, they told him the good news that his son was living. And that meant more than that he, uh, he was not just not dead yet. It meant that he was recovering. And overjoyed, the man asked his servants the hour which he began to get better. And the servants replied, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The fever left him. Now, this gave two affirmations to this official that his faith was proven true. That his faith in Jesus Christ was proven true. First off, the servants reported that at seventh hour, the fever left him. It, he didn't begin to feel better at the seventh hour. The fever left him at the seventh hour. The indication is he was there. He had a fever. Everybody knew he had a fever. One moment, the next moment, there was no fever. And that's why they knew what time of day it was when the fever left him. That miracle was performed instantaneously. And then second, he knew that it was the same time that Jesus had spoken to him and made that promise of healing. And you notice here in the scripture that for the second time, it says that this official believed. In fact, it goes on to say his entire household believed. And the implication is that when he received this report from his servants and his first 
faith was confirmed. A deeper level of faith resulted. The word believe in this sense did not mean what it meant before. Before it meant that he'd put his faith in Jesus as a talented wonder working, wonder worker, a miracle. But in this case, he realized that there was something more to Jesus, that Jesus was God and the power of God was being manifest through Jesus' ministry. And he received Jesus Christ as his own Savior and Lord. Now, there are times in our lives as we're going through life and we give attention to Jesus that periodically we're going to experience ever deeper revelations of his majesty and his glory and his love. And that's going to produce in us new levels of belief and faith. You know, some of us come to Jesus as though he were our servant. We're, we're asking him to meet certain needs that we have, like this royal official. And then as Jesus meets our needs and we learn more about Jesus, we come to realize that he is not our servant, but we are his. This royal official faced the facts, experienced what Jesus could do, and surrendered his life to Jesus. He was a disciple of Jesus. He was a believer of Jesus. Now, the author of this gospel records many witnesses to Jesus' identity. He gives us the story about Jesus changing water into wine. In other words, changing the quality of things. The cleansing of the table showed us Jesus' authority over religious institutions such as Judaism. Nicodemus testified that Jesus had come from God, that John the Baptist bore witness that Jesus was indeed the Messiah. The Samaritan woman acknowledged that Jesus was omniscient, that he, he had a, a divine knowledge. The Samaritans acknowledged that he was the Savior of the world. The first sign in John's gospel shows the, the power of Jesus over time, turning water into wine. Now, normally it takes months to produce wine. But what takes months took only moments with Jesus because he has power over time. And then this miracle shows us Jesus' power over distance. Because Jesus could say something in one place and miles from there, and it didn't matter how many miles away it was, and that would take place. The author tells us about Jesus as the Son of God, the giver of eternal life, and the one from heaven. There are a number of things that we can learn from this passage that we've looked at today. One of the things is that Jesus will meet us at our level of unbelief. Wherever we're at, Jesus is willing to meet us there because Jesus is gracious. The second thing that we will learn is that Jesus will challenge us to grow in our faith towards him at to higher and higher levels. And the third thing it shows is that sometimes those challenges come through situations in life that are beyond our control. And so we are challenged to look to Jesus to resolve 
our issues. The first miracle that Jesus performed was at a family celebration. The second was at a family devastation. Whether we're experiencing times of gladness or sadness, celebration or devastation, a wedding party or a funeral gathering, Jesus is the one that we can go to and we can ask of him and he will not reject us. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Pastor Leighton Sheely, our teacher each day, Monday through Friday, on this broadcast we call Study Verse by Verse. He's been in the book of John for a number of weeks now, and you can find our past teachings on our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Information about the church is right there. The doors are wide open right now. Things have changed, and you can check out all of the ministries that are alive and active and exactly when the service times take place. That's highlands.us. Come back tomorrow at this same time when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse. I'm Mike Trout, and this program is sponsored by Church of the Highlands in San Bruno.